Welcome to the St. Edward's Podcast, a church filled with the Holy Spirit. We hope that today's words will draw you closer to Christ Jesus. Good morning again, and it's good to see all of you today. So our lectionary, our, our set readings for each Sunday, takes us through the book of Romans over the next several weeks. From today's reading of Romans 5, verses 1 through 8, all the way to September 13th, our second reading will come from St. Paul's letter to the believers in Rome. So over the next 14 weeks, the sermons will focus on the themes that we find in each of the readings from Romans. And I want to encourage you to read through the letter to the Romans. It follows the book of Acts. There are 16 chapters, so that is about one a week. Read it, pray it, meditate on it. Read it again each week and ask the Holy Spirit to illuminate God's word in your heart and in your soul, in your mind and in your spirit. Don't rush through it. Don't make it something that you can just check off and be done, but absorb what God's word is to us through the book of Romans. So take the next 14 weeks and slowly savor God's holy scriptures found in Romans. I'll send out some suggested commentaries from scholars in the Anglican communion that you may want to read along with it. So that's our direction for the summer. It's going to be a very Roman summer. And so I invite you to go on this journey with me. So to start off this week, let's catch up a bit with the first four chapters of Romans since our reading begins on chapter 5, and then we'll get into our reading today. So St. Paul writes to the Roman church about salvation, this reconciliation between God and man that was made possible by the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Reconciliation means that at one time a relationship was good between two parties, was broken and is now being put back together. It is being reconciled. Romans is a book of the Bible that outlines God's plan of salvation, how we receive this gift of salvation, and how this gift of salvation impacts the way we live in this world. And in the first chapter of Romans, St. Paul declares that his life revolves around the gospel of Jesus Christ. When he writes in Romans 1, 16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. So salvation is for everyone who believes, and that is good news. That is the good news. So does everyone need it? Well, Paul's answer is unwavering. Yes. Why does everyone need it? Because of everyone's common theme, sin. And because of the love and justice of God. St. Paul goes on to describe what sin looks like in this depraved world. It is when we choose to do our will instead of the will of God. And Paul writes in Romans chapter 2, verse 1, he says... Therefore, because everyone has sinned, you have no excuse. Whether we know of God or not, we are sinful. 
and therefore guilty, and the sentence is death, and it's separation from God. Again, Romans chapter 3, verse 23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We have all sinned. There is not a righteous person in here. If you came into today thinking that the church was full of people who think they have it together, you would be very wrong. Every single one of us is broken and sinful. We have all sinned. We all fall short. We are all in need of the good news of Jesus Christ. God is just and good and loving and perfect, and we are not. <laughs> I know some of you might think you are pretty close to perfect, but there is no one who is perfect. Sin greatly impacts us all. We can't help ourselves from it. We can't redeem ourselves. It stains us. We are guilty, and we need someone to rescue us. And then Paul then lays out the fact that justification was God's idea way back in the time of Abraham, as we heard in our first reading today. What changed Abraham and all of his descendants who followed was not good works or not because it was a particular ethnic race. It was faith, trusting in God and what God said. It was acting upon that faith, that hope. Abraham believed and he believed in God and what God said. As St. Paul wrote in Romans chapter 4, therefore, <clears throat> Abraham's faith was reckoned to him as righteousness. Now the words, it was reckoned to him, were written not for his sake alone, but for ours also. It will be reckoned to us who believe in him, who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was handed over to death for our trespasses and was raised for our justification. And that takes us right into our reading today from Romans chapter 5. And the chapter starts with this. Therefore, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand. Chapter 4 ends with justification. Chapter 5 begins with, we are justified by faith. So, what is justification? It seems pretty important. Pretty important to the whole gospel, and it certainly is. Justification is the opposite of condemnation. Justification is the opposite of condemnation. To be condemned is to be sentenced, to be pronounced guilty, and to be charged. Condemnation is not what Jesus came to do. Jesus said in his talk with Nicodemus in John chapter 3, probably, in my opinion, the most important chapter in all of the scriptures is John chapter 3. Jesus met with Nicodemus and he said these words. Now, the first verse you know, verse 16, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world, that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him may not perish but may have eternal life. Then we get verse 17, which says, Indeed, God did not send the son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. So Jesus did not come to condemn us, 
but to save us. He came to justify us. To be justified is to be declared righteous, to be cleared, to be pronounced forgiven. But how can that be? How can that be? We just got done reading about how guilty we all are because of our sin. Romans 1, Romans 2, Romans 3. How can we now be justified? Well, St. Paul says that we are justified by faith. And what is this faith, this belief? Is it believing that a God exists? No. Being a theist does not make one a Christian. Just because we believe there is a God doesn't mean we are in a right relationship with God. Satan surely believes there is a God, but I don't expect to see him hanging out with God in heaven. Belief or faith in God that he exists is not what we are talking about. John, Jesus said in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son so that everyone who believes that God exists, no, everyone that who believes in him may not perish but may have eternal life. This verse is talking about a belief in Jesus, a belief in the giving of Jesus by God. What does it mean that he gave? It means that we believe that Jesus came, he died, he rose again, and he ascended to the Father, and he will return again. We say it every week in our creeds when we affirm our faith. And because of this sacrifice, this giving, that is Jesus' death on the cross, we have faith that Christ died for the ungodly, as St. Paul wrote in our reading. For while we were still weak at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. God proves his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He took our place, our penalty, our debt. And this faith gives us access to grace. That is the free gift of being justified, of being forgiven. Grace is the gift from God, which is our salvation. The late priest in England, John Stott wrote, God's grace is the source and Christ's blood, the ground of our justification. Faith is only the means by which we are united to Christ. We are saved by grace through faith not because we deserve it, not because we earn it, but because Christ has made a way for us to believe in the finished work of the cross of Christ. And we receive that grace and we become empowered by the Holy Spirit. And that is justification. That Jesus Christ took on our sin on the cross and by faith we have believed in this gracious act and received God's justifying miracle. As Swiss theologian from the 19th century, Emil Brunner, said it in such a good way, he says, justification means this miracle, that Christ takes our place and we take his. That is good news. Jesus takes on our sin, our guilt, 
penalty, and we receive adoption into the family of God. That is justification. And that is amazing love. You see, the source of of justification is the undeserved favor of God, grace. The grounds of justification is in the blood of Christ, his death on the cross. The means of our justification is by faith. Faith's function is to receive what grace freely offers. And the effect of justification is that we are justified in Christ. We have a personal relationship with Jesus. And not just a personal relationship, but we have been justified into a whole community, the people of God. Beginning with Abraham through the church today, we are justified into the kingdom of Christ Jesus. A people, a people of every tribe and every tongue waiting for the king's return. We're justified into this. And so, as we begin this series in the book of Romans, we need to realize two things from today. First, that we've all sinned. We all have this great weakness called pride, called selfishness. And because of this, we are guilty and must be charged against the righteousness of God. And I can assure you that we won't hold up to the righteousness of God. We fall way short. No contest. However, the second thing we must know, and not just know, understand, but realize it in our soul, in the core of our being, is that God has made a way for us to be saved from this penalty. And this way has been made by the redeeming work of Jesus Christ on the cross. And we receive this gift of grace through faith, and we are proclaimed justified because of Jesus Christ. Is there more to salvation than this? Yes. But that's coming in the next chapters of Romans. Today, we all fall short of the glory of God. We all sin. But God has made a way for us to believe that we can be justified. Today, I encourage you to receive this grace in your life through faith that Jesus Christ died for our sins. He rose again and now calls you, calls you to follow him. So let us follow him today. And let the world around you know who you are following. As Jesus said in our gospel reading for today, as he sent the disciples out into the world to preach the good news of the gospel, may we do the same. May we proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God by our words and by our actions. Amen. Thank you for joining us in this conversation today. We will continue to pray that our teachings are impacting you for the kingdom of God. If you'd like to learn more about our community, you can find us on stedwardsepiscopal.com or on Facebook. And of course, we'd love for you to visit us in beautiful Mount Dora. May God's grace fill you as you go in peace.